Hey. hey. You're listening to Avid Research. Avid Research. Avid Research. An Australian STEM podcast. Where we answer the questions you never quite got around to asking. Welcome back to the show team. My name is Amelia and we have another super special episode today and it is just me chattering away again and you're like no make them stop no I will not stop I will keep chattering away and it will keep being fun because sometimes it's just nice to have a really quick edit (laughs) but today I have actually a huge amount of content I sort of have sort of have a plan I don't actually have a plan but the other week uh in mid-May it was uh like national careers week And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll make some content for that. Maybe I could make some stuff about career myths that are out there. The trick was actually stopping me coming up with career myths because there's a lot of them and some of them are truly, truly terrible and they need to be stopped. So this episode is literally just me sharing some of the career myths that uh, I came up with, some other people shared with me. Uh, My mum also got really involved. She was a careers counsellor. She obviously has a lot of opinions about career myths that are out there. And I wanted to share them with you because it's always nice to bust a myth. It's one of my favourite things. If Mythbusters hadn't already got to it, I think I'd be like, you know what, it'd be a cool show. Mythbusters. But they beat me to it. So I have five sticker notes covered with career myths that are out there and living They are wild and rampant and, you know, someone just needs to like put a foot out and just trip them up as they run by because they're just up to no good. I think a lot of these career myths really don't serve anybody except possibly, I don't know, like the people who are very organized and straightforward with their lives and want other people to feel guilty for being complex I'm not sure don't know who these these career myths serve but what I would love is if the end of this episode if you're like I know a career myth that Amelia didn't cover if you could contact me with that career myth I would love that because I I, you know obviously I I came up with those ideas over the the course of a day I can't have got all of them and I'd be really curious what are the ones that I missed How about I just get into them? I will read out the myth and then my opinions about the myth. And we all know my opinions are so important because I have a podcast for my opinions. But I I think some of these could get a bit spicy, which is nice. Uh, I'm aware that not everyone knows what spicy means, but basically it just means it could be a bit controversial and it could get, you know, as the social media's like engagement in the comments, also known as people yelling at each other. So these could get spicy, but that's okay because we're here for the spice. So the first one that occurred to me is this absolutely ridiculous, just silly idea that you should know what you want to do when you're at school. So when you're at school, you should be so organized with your life that somehow you know what you want to be when you grow up. You know, I'm technically grown up and I, I still... don't know if I really know what I want to do with my life and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that I think I get really miffed at people who are like kids need to know what they need they're gonna do and it's that simple and you know it's so hard not to fall into the trap of asking someone who is that sort of 16 17 year old to be like what do you want to be when you grow up 
There's a bunch of problems with this. One of the really obvious ones is just that the careers that exist when you're 17, like some of them will have disappeared by the time you're 23 or whatever and you finish your studies. There's a whole lot of careers that will suddenly appear that there's just no way you could know that you want to be them when you're at school because they didn't exist when you're at school. And there's a whole lot of people that I've interviewed who've been in that boat where their career didn't exist back when they were at school. So they couldn't want to be it. So that's just ridiculous. It also really encourages people to think that the only kind of careers that exist are those sort of like nice one word ones like doctor, lawyer, accountant, police person, fire person, firefighter, (laughs) teacher, barista, barrister, etc. Like there's these one word kind of answers and you might get a little bit more detailed if you've like specific kinds of medicine specific kinds of science specific kinds of engineering but it really encourages those sort of like single word kind of careers that have this traditional path laid out for them in reality there's a whole lot of careers that don't actually have a path to them partly that's because like they're in flux they're in development all that sort of stuff and others it's just not as simple as you can study a thing and then be that thing so look it's a bit just a bit ridiculous let's just back off on kids you know year 12 is not the most important year we'll come to that etc like it's okay if you're at school and you don't know what you want to do with your life it's okay if you're at uni you don't know what you want to do with your life it's okay if you're in your first or your second career and you still don't really know what you want to do with your life that's okay another one that'll get me really hot and bothered under my collar in a bad way is People like you don't do that. So whether it's you're the wrong colour, gender, sexuality, you, you think wrong, you talk wrong, you've got the wrong accent, you're from the wrong part of town, you're from the wrong country, you are any one of the mi- million ways that we can be different from each other. If People are telling you that you're not allowed to do something because of your gender. They're telling you that, that you're not allowed to do something because of what whatever ridiculous thing that they've invented. But they're just wrong. It's quite simple. People like you are allowed to do that career. You don't need to be this, that or the other thing. You don't need to be a certain colour to be a doctor or anything like that. Those, those people are just naysaying wrong people it's quite simple there's not a lot to say about that to be honest but people who tell women that they can't be scientists or tell people of color that they can't be scientists etc they're just wrong it's just simple okay the next one changing careers is hard and or dangerous now i'm a serial career changer obviously i'm a bit pro career changing and for me it's been beneficial pretty much every time i've done it It's hard. It can be hard, especially if you are doing like a full 180 and you're moving from one thing into a very, very different thing. It it can be hard. There are risks, obviously, Uh, like there's a risk of not getting a job, I guess. Uh, There's also risks that come with like if you're applying for a mortgage or something, they like to see that you've worked in a specific career field for a period of time. But it's definitely not impossible and it's gonna have to become more and more common and 
yeah, like it's scary, but it's also kind of exciting because you get to start something new and there's a thrill to that. I look if you're looking out there and you're like, I really want to do this other thing. I don't know how to get there. There will be some sort of path. There's some things that are a lot harder to get into later in life. Like obviously medicine's one of them where you have to go to uni, you have to study for a really, really long period of time. But there could be careers that are where you're not a a medical professional per se, but you could work alongside medical professionals. So as was mentioned in one of the, the interviews where they talked about like medical sales and that sort of stuff like you don't have to study to be a doctor but you can still work with surgeons like uh, I guess if you're changing careers and you're changing into something that's really really demanding look at the jobs that sit around it and if there's any of those jobs that you have transferable skills that you could jump into it so I'm all for changing careers totally support you in doing that give it a shot it's fun A bit of a variant on the people like you don't do that one is that you can't be a mum and do that one. Personally, I'm not a mum, but I have a lot of professional friends who are. I know a lot of amazing women who are really high level professionals and are mums. You can be a mum and do it. People might be horrible about it. It might be really difficult to deal with. But see if you can find an environment where it's safe for you to do that thing and be a mum and have a listen to my interview with Dr. Dominique about being a birdsong researcher because she is really passionate about that particular topic and she is also someone who would be more than happy to mentor you if it's something you're struggling with. Definitely if you can go out find some mentors talk to other women who are in that situation and I think you'll find that you can be a mum and do that thing. Oh, one of my favorite ones. If you take a gap year, you'll never study. I don't know how this one gets around because it's so blatantly wrong, but I think it, it does get around specific communities sometimes. The idea that if you if you take a year off, you <laughs> I don't know what people think, but it's like if you take that year off, right, you're going to realize that life's better if you don't study. I'm not sure what they're thinking, but look, if you take a year off, you go, you work, you travel, and you don't go back to study. Study wasn't right for you, and all you've done is save yourself like a good $10,000 in hex, hex debt. That seems like a win to me. Hopefully it means you've found something else that's, that's better for you to do. In reality, what I've seen is a lot of people, they go, they take their gap year, they earn some money, they do some travel, and they're like, wow, working as someone in a pub is really, really it's like really capped earnings I've got other things I'm more passionate about I'm gonna go back and study so gap years are actually really really good they don't mean you're behind or set back often they mean you've got a whole lot more skills and you've got a bit more passion for the thing that you're going and studying and that is invaluable you have to be smart to do stem this one I personally haven't bumped across but a whole lot of people that I've spoken to have said that they have students who think that they can't do STEM because they don't perceive themselves to be smart enough. This sort of feeds into the one where like scientists and smart people, they all work alone. That is, that, that's a myth. That's just a myth, mythy myth. So <laughs> scientists, engineers, etc., they almost all work in teams. They work in large teams where they, they combine resources and skills to get stuff done and to solve problems. 
the big problems that we're working on need to be solved in teams. It's not going to be one lone genius who comes up with a solution to everything. So while being naturally intelligent is, I guess, beneficial to some extent, it is not the be-all and end-all, particularly for science. Things like being diligent, being curious, and being tenacious and keeping on going when things are really rough, those skills are way more valuable than any just like innate level of intelligence. If you're sitting there thinking that you're not smart enough, it's probably a result of things that have happened in your life, environments that happen at school, etc., that have trained you to think a specific way and have resulted in you self-selecting out of thinking that you're intelligent. Likely as not, if you're listening to this podcast, you are smart enough to do STEM. It might not mean that it's the right thing for you to do, but thinking that you're not smart enough isn't the right reason not to do it. If that makes sense. Cool. And yeah, scientists don't don't work alone. That's not a thing. I don't know. You see those sort of like uh, personality quiz things and they're like, oh, you're an introvert. You'd be a great scientist because you don't interact with people. Those are so wrong because scientists work with people all the time. They're constantly talking to people. They're constantly collaborating. It's the only way you can get stuff done. Yeah. Don't go into science if you think you get to hide in a hole and never interact with people. Same with tech. Don't go into tech thinking that you get to just hide and like hide behind your code. Like 80% of your life will be meetings. Personally didn't bump into this one, but I can see it. You have to be able to spell to do uni. No. You just don't. I have had people tell me that if you can't spell, you can't write. No, they're two completely different skills. Spelling is like how to spell a word. And that is like the purpose of why we now have spell check. If spell check, which still occasionally happens to me, I'll I'll type in a word and usually it's like definitely is the word. And spell check will just be like, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say there. And you Google it. And these days, Google is the ultimate spell checker. It, it can really solve a lot of problems. So you don't need to be able to spell to write. You don't need to be able to spell to do uni. It, it makes life easier. It makes life faster. It's not essential. Other skills are way more important. Ooh, a little spicy one. Although I think the spelling one, like honestly, people get quite passionate about spelling. That's something I've personally never really understood. But... You'll never get anywhere if you don't pass year 12. Ha! Huh. I, I can only imagine this one is just like getting worse because more people are being pressured to pass year 12. But look, there are so many things you couldn't do with your life if you don't pass year 12. For a lot of people, being an 18-year-old and trying to do like whatever the final year of uh, schooling is are not compatible things. They're, they're just not... They're just... They don't, they don't fit together. Like if you wrote them up and tried to explain that to an alien or say the cat, they'd just be like, yeah, that, that just seems like a ridiculous idea. You've got like hormonal teenager, like at the cusp of adulthood, trying to work out who they are. And you're going to make them like study and have this incredibly stressful year and sit exams. Like, obviously I have opinions about the education system that are starting to leak through, but you can have a huge range of careers and yes, trades are careers 
uh, if you don't pass year 12. You don't have to get through year 12 to do them. There's a whole lot of alternatives to year 12 and for a lot of people it might be better to go out into the workforce for a while and then come back and do year 12 in an alternative way down the track. If you don't do year 12 at the year 12 year for you, you can always do it further like later and for a lot of people that works better because then they're kind of ready for it that one can just go away and be like the shame job somewhere else oh successful people earn lots of money if i earn lots of money i'll be successful right the kind of two that feed into each other man so many so many successful people are not wealthy and just because you're earning lots of money doesn't mean you're successful. I think as a society, we've sort of decided that money equals success, success equals money. They're, they're actually two different things. Success for each individual will be a different thing and you need to define success for yourself uh, rather than letting society's default of money equals success be how you define it for yourself. So just no it's not it's not that simple as I earn lots of money therefore happy no <laughs> there's a whole lot of studies around that that have they've proven that wrong you have to go to uni to have a career no no there's so many other ways of having careers uni is one path it is not the right path for everyone there is nothing shameful about not having gone to uni or not wanting to go to uni you do you uni is not everything being made redundant is the end of the world. Look, for the time that it happens, it, it'll feel like the end of the world, totally. It does not mean that the world has actually ended. And for a lot of people, being made redundant is actually this sort of weird gift because it gives them an opportunity, particularly if you get like a nice little payout that means you can sit around and have a bit of a think for a couple of months. It's an opportunity to reassess and decide whether or not you're in the right career for you uh, or whether or not you want to look at a career change. And redundancy is often a really good opportunity for career change or moving up or moving sideways in the world. That said, it is an incredibly horrible, hard thing to go through and I'm not dismissing it at all, but in the long run, it's not the end of the world. If you change your degree, you're a failure. No, you're not. You just change your mind. There's nothing wrong with that. We're humans. We grow. We gather new pieces of information that mean we move on and make different decisions. That's not the end of the world. You're not a failure. If you fail, you're a failure. So if you fail a subject or a degree or something, that means you're a failure. No, it means you're a person who did something that failed. It doesn't make you as a human being a failure that's that's a whole other thing and honestly as people we learn way more from the things that don't work than from the things that do and if you can turn that failure into something that you learn from you're gonna do way better than the people who passed it just like easily the first time Whew, we're getting there now there's still plenty to go man i am so opinionated okay you need to be an expert before you get the job. Now, this one can be a bit tricky, but a lot of people think that to get the job, you need to know everything. And in a lot of cases, you need to have some like foundational skills. You need to have some foundational knowledge and experience. But a lot of the expertise will be specific to that job and you'll actually develop it on the job. 
and that can be quite liberating and that's where all your transferable skills and things are really valuable so even if you're not an expert already it's still worth you know putting your hand up and being like I'd like to be considered for that role please Year 12 is the most important year of your life. I feel like I already covered this one or I sort of touched on it a bit earlier. But look, it's an incredibly intense, pressured, stressful year. But the number that you get at the end of year 12, if you pass, if you choose to go through with year 12, that doesn't actually define you. Having a higher number might open up opportunities for you. But if you don't get the result that you want at the end of that year, your life doesn't end, there will always be alternatives and other options for you that are available that aren't necessarily obvious when you're in the school system. You're wasted if you only go to TAFE. (laughs) I just, I don't know who wrote this. Like clearly someone who doesn't think that all the people that come out of TAFE are like doing really important jobs uh, that are actually like foundational to our society functioning. Like, TAFE is the right option for so many people. It's a great opportunity for a lot of people. And it, do- it doesn't mean you're wasted. It just means you're doing like a different form of study and you're moving ahead with your career in a different way like than uni. And I, I think it comes from this somehow we've ended up with uni being the default. Uni shouldn't be the default for everyone at all. You should never walk out of a job. Now, I gracious knows who said that one as well. But, like, obviously there's a huge amount of privilege in being able to walk out of a job. And I I really want to acknowledge that because, you know, you need to have some level of fallback support, all that sort of stuff. But there's a whole lot of jobs that you should walk out of that if you can, you should definitely walk out of them. If they're not serving you, if you're in a toxic environment, if you're being bullied, if you dread getting up every single day, then yeah, you should probably walk out of that job. I've got friends at the moment who have recently walked out of jobs where like, you know, it wasn't insanely toxic. They weren't being bullied, but they were just miserable and it wasn't right for them. And I'm just so excited for them that they're going to go go out there in the world and have a think about what they want to do and hopefully find something that's that's better for them. So Totally. If you're able to and the job is not the right job for you, 100% you should walk out. It doesn't matter if you've been there for two years or 10 years or two weeks. If it's not right, it's not right. You walk out and that's okay. I support you in that. We sort of touched on, well, we really touched on this one earlier, but I'll be happy when I earn X amount of money or I reach a certain level or something. Like there's, there's no shortage of resources out there that can can help you like navigate this one of reaching a certain point is not the thing that makes us happy as human beings. It's process and it's it's the journey and it's finding happiness in where you are now. So waiting to be happy when you get that promotion is is setting yourself up for quite a lot of misery. Another one that I've seen is that you need to move into management to be success to be considered successful. So you need to be managing people, not just like doing a job. And that is not right for everybody. And before you decide that that's the career path that you want to take, really have a think about whether or not you want to be managing people problems instead of technical or your job 
kind of problems. Really have a think about whether or not engaging with stakeholders, reporting upwards, all that sort of stuff is the thing that you actually want to do. Don't just assume that because that's what other people around you have done, that it's right for you. We're on to the last sticky note. Okay, the job that I do should match what I did my degree in, what I did my studying in. Look, for so many people, that'd be lovely if that happens. And for some of us, that works out. For some people, it doesn't work out. That's okay. Study is an opportunity to investigate topics deeper, that sort of stuff. That doesn't necessarily align with the job market or what jobs are available. So look, it'd be nice if, you know, there was a job for every sort of study field and it'd be nice if everyone who studied a thing still really, really loved it by the end of it and wanted to work in it. But, you know, the world ain't always that nice. So you're allowed to work in things that you didn't study in. And often you'll find that there's really, really valuable transferable skills that mean you can move between different fields. As mentioned a lot on this show, communication is really important and that's a core part of most jobs, to be honest. Ah, the real spicy one. I just have to follow my passion. Ah, there's, look, honestly, that's a whole episode in and of itself. There's nothing wrong with following your passion if you know what your passion is. Man, all power to you. I'm excited for you. You go out and do that thing. But for a lot of people, we don't have one passion. We might have multiple passions. We might have no passions. We might just feel like a lost little sausage. So it's not, for a lot of people, it's not as simple as I just have to follow my passion. That concept can be quite toxic if you think that you need to sit there and wait for your passion to like slap you in the face before you're allowed to go out and there, there and do things. If you don't have a clear passion, if you don't have that one thing that you want to do, go out and try lots of stuff. See what happens. I think I'm going to have to come back to this one because it's really complicated and there's there's a lot of like stuff around this in society at the moment that's, that's complicated. Everyone else knows what they want to do. I don't know how you could maintain that belief, to be honest, because I talk to like everyone I know and, you know, maybe 2% if people know what they want to do. A whole lot of people are, are fairly happy doing what they they are currently, but they, they want to go do something else as well, or they know they're capable of something else, so they're curious about doing something else. So it might look like everyone else knows what they want to do, but deep down, they a lot of people don't. <laughs> and you're not alone if you're sitting there being like, I still don't know what I want to do. Or you listen to this podcast and you're like, every second one, every second interview, you're like, oh, I want to do that. That's also totally reasonable and understandable. So no, not everyone knows what they want to do. You're not alone at all. My dream job will be perfect and I'll be happy when I land my dream job. Look, that'd be lovely. And there's this whole thing of like, if you're happy in your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, yeah look, no, I don't know that any job is perfect. No, anything, nothing is perfect. Um, except maybe the occasional creme brulee, you know, like life is complicated, involves people, the many ad people, it, you, you can't have perfection because people are naturally complicated. You'll have good days, you'll have bad days. 
your dream job may turn out to be not as dreamy as you hoped like there there'll probably be paperwork you probably have to do those those online courses about how not to bully people every six months because they updated one word or something like that like nothing is perfect there's just situations which are way better than other situations so don't wait for your dream job to try and like enjoy the work that you're doing have things that you want to work towards but don't don't try and avoid this this belief that when I find my dream job there will be like unicorns dancing through fields and that that job will be perfect because you're setting yourself up for a bit of failure if you believe that there's one situation which is going to be absolutely perfect Whew, we got through it people that that was a lot that was that was way more than I was anticipating to be honest but as you can tell, I like I'm quite quite passionate about some of these myths. I think they can be really misleading for people. I think it can be really harmful for people not to take a gap year if they need one. It can be really harmful for people to have to go to university because they feel this pressure that university is just assumed when maybe that's not the right path for them. So, you know, have a think about this. If you can, take these myths out into the world and squash them when you get a chance. That that be awesome and I would absolutely love it it would mean so much to me if um yeah and it, look if there were some other career myths that I missed like I'm sure there is send me a message I would love that and we can drop that into some some coming up episodes so thanks so much for listening you're completely awesome have a great day Thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you're an absolute gem of a human being and you should head over to avidresearch.com.au, sign up for our amazing email newsletter and get all the download on the upcoming episodes and maybe even get a bit of a sneak peek about what's coming next. If you've been enjoying this podcast, you should definitely subscribe. We're on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and even Google these days. Thanks.